Hello. Welcome freaking back. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm. If I'm being completely honest with you, I had a shit day. <laughs> um. Other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah. Tell me about your vacay. As to, oh my God, we have not talked since my vacation. Well, we've talked, but not potted. So we took a few weeks off because Em was on vacation <laughs> and my life was in fucking upheaval. <laughs> so <laughs> I think your life actually improved. Greatly. I w- I'm inclined to agree. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Tell me about your vacation. It was so good. Um, we stayed in Moab and like right behind our hotel was. Um, like the canyons like right there mm-hmm. um it was so pretty and then our under canvas which is where we stayed in arizona was so fucking cool like so fucking cool yeah just like a bunch of tents and there were like humidifiers not humidifiers but misters in there so if it got too hot um we had the stargazer tent so like right above like where our pillows are the tent is clear. Yeah. Like made of plastic. Ugh. I loved it. Gorgeous. It was a lot of fun. I didn't get sunburnt. Yay! Look at you. You were very sun conscious. That's a that's a that's a chink. Oh, did you want one? Yeah. Chink. Okay. This is the first time that like you haven't been on call. I know. Whatever. Yeah. So let's should we talk about what happened last night and why our pod is late? So not only did we take like two weeks off. We're also a fucking day late. No, we're posting the day of. We're um, a handful of hours late. Fair. Glass half full, I like it. Of wine. Wine glass half full. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is going to be a good episode today. So so last night we were going to record. We literally sat down, had the computer open and everything. Chelsea just starts fucking crying, right? So I shut... I shut the computer. I was like, do you have alcohol? And she pulls out this bottle of fucking champagne. I don't even drink champagne. It's literally like. It was, it was, am I allowed to say? It was gifted to me. Let's just say that. It was gifted to me for a celebration that I hadn't used. Um, Uh. (laughs) Yikes. So anyway, I was like, I, this is all that I have. So I was like, okay. And so um, we took it. Ew. It felt so good. We took it out and sat on the trampoline and laid on the trampoline and drank champagne and listened to a playlist called Fuck Men 2020. Hey. And then we came in and we burned some souls. We burned souls. <laughs> that sounds so bad. But we, okay, it was that TikTok trend that's like the cord cutting ceremony thing. Actually, was super healing. So even if you're not like spiritual, it's like the visual of it. Yeah, even if you're not spiritual and you don't like believe in the hippy dippy witchy shit that we do sometimes, um, it's all fine because it was a very visual representation of like letting go. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can post the time lapse because it was pretty fucking powerful and it was descriptive as fuck. So basically, what it is is like you have two tapers. Um, carve names of people in it. It's not like people, like we're not hexing people. <laughs> like your name and the name of whoever you want to like cut ties with. Like an ex-lover, a toxic friend, perhaps a dysfunctional family member. Wink, wink, wink. Ooh, and foreshadow. Yes. Wow. Um, and then you tie string on it. You set the candles on fire. 
and then they melt and then the fire gets the strings, the strings break, blah, 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 blah. So it was, we burned souls <laughs> last night. I love that. Um, it was exactly what I think Ooh, that ding ding. It was exactly what I think I needed. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to at first until we moved the cord up. We had a few issues, but we worked through the difficulties as a team, as we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. Yeah. Cause I just like, <laughs> well, sorry, we'll post pictures of that too, because I was very drunk last night and he had a good time guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about today, but and no, it was like, we sat down to record and I legit just like started bawling. Yeah. I was like, well, this is not going to happen today. She's like, are you in a place to do this? I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't even fucking breathe. <laughs> so apparently we were not, but here we are better late than fucking never, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Emmy had a great vac- vacation. Chelsea had a great meltdown. What did you do while I was away? How did you handle my my being awayness i sat in a blanket tortilla and cried yeah i'm just kidding i worked (laughs) i worked and i had my kids and you babysat i babysat the deuce we had a lot of fun like the kids and i had a lot of fun over there they love being at your house i know like we would leave in the morning and they wouldn't want to come let our dogs out because they wanted to hang out with the deuce. <laughs> and then like, they would tell my mom, like, we're going to go see the deuce tonight. <laughs> Why say it like that? <laughs> That's perfect. how you say it. Deuce. Yeah. The deuce. So we did, we, we dog sat, we watched some movies. We ate all your Kit Kat and ice cream. I and have fucking fruit by the foot. Apparently I have. Yeah. <laughs> I have more to say about my vacation. Okay, go. Chris and I took a picture in front of a tree mm-hmm. that Elvis peed on. Why didn't you tell me this? That's an important fun fact I want to know. That picture of us in front of the tree? Yeah. Elvis peed on it. You didn't tell me that. He was filming something up there. There's lots of movies and TV shows filled filmed down there. I think I need to take like a solo soul-searching vacation. Sedona. They have lots of vortexes. We should have Lindsay on here one of these days and she can talk about the vortexes. Lindsay! Because she knows much more about it than I do. Lindsay's in the process of moving. What? Like this week slash next week slash the week next. I feel like Lindsay's just part of the pod now. She is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I ate good food. It was Oh, we went to the melting pot. Ooh, that's like one of my favorite restaurants. It was so cool. That was the first time we've ever been. So that was fun. What mm-hmm. else did we do? That was so much fun. Went to the Botanical Gardens, which is where I always have to go. If we go to, um, um, okay, hang on. <laughs> Beep. We're back. <laughs> yeah. So. Joy. Champagne. <laughs> Actually, Jody sent me a video today on TikTok that said um I was talking about how this like last week, most of the month of June, I don't know. I don't really don't follow the planets that much as much as I should, given all the shit that I like. Um but she said that Mercury is in retrograde. Not anymore. Not anymore. Right now we're in retro shade, which I laughed really hard when I heard that because I was like, "Is that real?" But can we wear? Can we wear like retro re- shades? Retro shady. Um, but yeah, like this month—if this month has been like fucking insane and cuckoo bananas for you, 
Mercury has been in retrograde for an extremely long fucking time. And now is a time of growth. So get with it. Cool. So So Jody sent me today. Also, Davina went and got us all crystals. Uh, look it. What color is yours? Oh, she, yours is really pretty. Isn't it pretty? I think she has a green one just like it. I was like, what is this? And she's like, I don't even know. I'm like, well, I fucking love it because it matches. So Adrian and I took the kids up to the lake and I left my Iolite bracelet and my ring that my friend had sent me up there. And it must have gotten like blown off the table because mm-hmm. um, like we didn't even see it. And so it matches the ring that Adrian got me. Oh. And my Iolite bracelet. Like, I don't know how Davina knew. So cute. But she knew exactly what I needed. Yeah, she got me banded agate. Ooh. Bracelet. And then the crystal she got me. <laughs> Hang on. Um, Dru- Druzy. Dru- Ooh, I've never even heard of that. Druzy quartz. I don't know. It doesn't look like raw like that. It looks polished. Gorgeous. But it's in the shape of a moon. It's so pretty. Oh, pretty. That fits you, too. You're very <clears throat> lunar. Lunar. Anyway, moving on. Mercury's in retrograde. We're in retro shade. <laughs> Grow your shit. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, we literally haven't been here in so long. I don't even know what to say. There's really not a lot new, though. Like, we both have been working, and I've been single mom in it. And we have a photo shoot coming up. To be announced. Oh. Let's surprise everyone. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But we do. We're going to do some fun shit this summer. Mm-hmm. I've made it a point that like once a week I go somewhere and do some adventure, whether it's on my own or it's with somebody like I've just made a point in my self growth journey that like I love to be outside. The nature is like my shit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm outside all of the time. Um, like I've started playing sand volleyball again with some friends. Um, hiking, laking, adventuring. So I have um, a bachelorette party this weekend, Ooh. and so I'm leaving on Thursday, and I'm coming back Sunday. Um, Are you excited? Yeah, I'm gonna try and see my nieces. Oh my god, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not excited for her to drive like whatsoever. <laughs> it's gonna be painful. I hate that drive. Um, and then I'm trying to think what we have after that. Then we have a wedding on the weekend of like July 9th, and then another wedding, and then another wedding, and then another wedding, and everyone's just getting married. Jesus. So we're all keeping ourselves busy. Chelsea's swimming and hiking, and I'm wedding central. Yuck. I mean, congratulations to all your friends, but. God bless them. Yuck. So there's that. What are we talking about today? Dilute, not delusional. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I got a puppy. Time out. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did we forget the puppy? Her name is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Oh, my God. She's cute. <laughs> so, technically, her name is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. But, every like, the first time I saw her, I was like, Gypsy Rose. And then I was like, oh, my God, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And so, now, every time I say that, Avery's like, it's Gypsy Rose Turner. She gets very offended. Um. But so her name is Gypsy. She's part healer and part husky, and she's the cutest fucking thing. And I, I didn't know I needed picture on the pod. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to start like making a list of things we need to put on the pod or on the Instagram because we talk about it. We're like, we'll post this, and then we fucking don't. Yeah. Um, like we haven't posted for like the last like four episodes. I think. I feel like that's just because I rely on you to do that. 
we shouldn't. I don't even have our login shit anymore since I got a new phone. Oh. Like, I don't know our TikTok login. I don't know our fucking Facebook login. <laughs> like, no nothing. I don't either. So, here we are. M is on the fucking, all we have is Instagram now because I'm pretty sure that, like, I was running the TikTok. Or you might have the TikTok somewhere. I know you wrote it down. Anyway, know. we're talking about dysfunctional families today. <laughs> no, not delusional. <laughs> dysfunctional families. So not just dysfunctional families. We're going to try to be super careful about how we talk about this because there's a lot of ways that this could probably be taken <clears throat> incorrectly. So we're going to talk about the impacts. Incorrect. Fam- what, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't even really know what I just said. Just let me roll with it, okay? Okay. <laughs> I just want to know. You said it could be taken the wrong way. Well, yeah. So, like, if we say, like, oh, dysfunctional families, I feel like there's a lot of assumptions and misconceptions that can be kind of, like, stuck in. Like, oh, my family's like that. We're dysfunctional. We're totally dysfunctional. Okay. Um, So, we're going to try to be careful. We're going to talk about the impacts that this can have on mental health, Um, whether it's mental health of an individual or mental health of the entire family. So, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Oh, shoot. So, in dysfunctional families... A lot of the behaviors that we'll be talking about, you'll see listed as like, quote unquote, toxic behaviors. So if you ever hear like, oh, my mom is super toxic. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about here. Um, So the emotionally violent behaviors can cause depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, feelings of helplessness and hopelessness for one person or for the whole family in general. And one thing that I've noticed from a clinician standpoint is like the more dysfunctional the family, the higher rates of self-harm and suicidal ideations that I see. Yeah. I don't mean, I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not something that doesn't make sense. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have experience with either an entire dysfunctional family or a dysfunctional family member Mm -hmm. and you can call them dysfunctional or toxic. I'm sure we'll accidentally use them interchangeably. So do we want to talk about ours? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like pulling my braid out. I must be super anxious about this episode right now. Um, I don't know. One thing that comes to my mind is how well of a facade can be put on. Yeah. Um, like on social media. Like that's like the thing I'm thinking about the most right now. Like I'm thinking about Chris Watts specifically. Oh. Um, they were so perfect on social media like no one knew like that they were dysfunctional or there was any dysfunction there. Yeah. Like you just never know. Like a family could look so perfect and like on the inside, they could be suffering a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and even on, the, even on the flip side too, like there could be families that don't have a lot of dysfunction, but really get in loud verbal altercations in public. Yeah. You know, so there's just, there's no real way of like defining what a dysfunctional family looks like. Yeah. All we can really talk about is like some things that might be typical traits of being dysfunctional or toxic mm-hmm. and what to do about it mm-hmm. and how it impacts mental health. Unless I'm wrong. And no, be wrong. no. Um, so what do you think a dysfunctional family looks like then? <laughs> Maybe you should start. I don't know. Like it's just like, there's so many different kinds of like, things that can contribute to quote unquote dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking a lot about abuse within the family. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about um, substance use. Um, yeah. So one big thing too, and I'm not like me attack you or anything. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about like, cause like I'm over here think like saying like bad things like substance use and, 
and domestic violence and all that stuff. Um, but even people like parents, I guess, parents or families that are like too perfect, you know, cause like they're staying together for the children. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where I'm going. Like, Staying together for the kids, but... I didn't do that. It's like... Why why are you doing that? You're like, in case you forgot. In case you forgot, I'm divorced. (laughs) I love you know that. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, the childhood trauma. So, there's this thing on Healthline, and I I want everybody to do me a favor and think back to your childhood. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I don't remember a whole lot, and that is a trauma response. Repression. (laughs) Um... So when you think back to your childhood, there might be things that you look back on now and you're like, oh shit, that was kind of like not okay. Oh yeah, so many. But when you're living in the moment, you don't realize that that's not normal because that is your normal for your family. Mm -hmm. So you think back to your childhood and when you're a kid, all that stuff seems like, oh yeah, everybody does this. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the alcoholic parent who's always drunk and yelling at the other parent or yelling at the kids. You don't realize that's not normal until you're exposed to something. Until you see your neighbor's parents and they're so nice and loving. Yeah, until you're exposed to that. Yeah. Um, so there's some signs on Healthline that talk about you could have experienced a toxic family environment. So it doesn't mean like, oh, just because you're one. Is this like a this. BuzzFeed quiz? I'm so excited. No, I don't think tell you me. need to take a quiz. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Was like, your family toxic? Find out now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My family was dysfunctional. My father was mentally ill. He was unstable. Um, he took his own life. I struggled with eating disorders and depression. My siblings struggled with substance use. I mean, like, we were dysfunctional as fuck. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> so just because there's dysfunction doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Because through our dysfunction, we actually grew closer. Yeah, I mean, your family's very tight-knit. Yep, and we deal with shit loudly and openly. Mm-hmm. We might talk shit to each other and about each other, but it all gets put out on the table, and eventually we deal with it. Mm-hmm. We're just loud about how we handle it. Um, so just because there is dysfunction doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to destroy your family. Mm -hmm. In my situation, our dysfunction brought us closer. Um, so some of these suggestions or signs, um, (laughs) you were expected to meet unrealistic standards. Like even that, it doesn't seem like a quote dysfunctional thing. Okay. But let's talk about the athlete who's never good enough, no matter how. No, no, no. I'm saying I understand. I'm just saying like. If you're an outsider looking in, you would never just be like, uh, dysfunctional or uh, toxic. Yeah. There, a dad who's pushing his son, maybe a little too hard, quite toxic, sure. But it might not be the first thought. But, but it's also that like unrelenting criticism, mm-hmm. right? The kid is doing the best of his ability, but then the parent is continuing to criticize and telling them that they're not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. That's just going to feed into low self-esteem and increase feelings Later of anxiety on. and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And even I think about mom guilt, these Mm -hmm. expectations that as parents were supposed to meet, like struggling as a single mom, there are so many times that people are like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Probably fucking not. But have you been a single mom? It's hard. It's hard. So even parents are like sitting at these unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I say that, but single dads too. Like there are some phenomenal single dads out there who get some flack because they're not moms. Yeah. I think when talking about dysfunctional families too, like you have to take into account the age gaps, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like my head just goes to like TikTok where like teens are like super with it and modern and they have these, these um, modern day beliefs and then their fam, their like parents and their grandparents, they all have different views on it. 
it's just like as as time goes on everyone's views will like either evolve or stay the same yeah so like if you think about it our having dysfunctional families almost inevitable mm-hmm. because times are always going to change some opinions and viewpoints might remain the same and yeah now your families are completely different i feel like i want to challenge that though and say like it's not inevitable to have a dysfunctional family. It's inevitable to have dysfunction within your family. Yes. Because I feel like those are two different things. Okay. So there's dysfunction I'll take that. within all families, but that doesn't mean your family's dysfunctional. Dysfunctional okay. is like when we look at the the term toxic, right? Uh-huh. I have some traits that people are probably like, that's like pretty dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Can I name them off the top of my head? No. Yes. Just joking. (laughs) Okay. Um, So if you were raised in a toxic family, you may have been asked to parent or discipline your siblings and provide most of their care. So like one parent was either unable or unwilling to provide care for the children. So they placed it all on you. It's called being the parentified child. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking on responsibilities like cooking meals or doing certain heavy chores before you're safely and capable to do so. So like having a four-year-old take out trash. Avery will take out the bathroom trash, but it's like a Walmart sack of toilet paper. <laughs> I would never have her like try to take out a 30 gallon bag of trash mm-hmm. um, and providing emotional support as if you were a partner or other adult. So relying on your children as though they are oh. the spousal counterpart, giving them too much in like inappropriate things that they don't mm-hmm. really need to hear. Mm-hmm. So like relying on those kids for emotional support or like talking shit about the other siblings or things like that. Yep. Um, do you want to read that one? Which one? The next one. You are harshly criticized. So what? Nothing. What? Nothing. Go. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I just thought of something. You were harshly criticized. Oh. <laughs> the shoe fits. All right, Cinderella. Um, I feel like we talked about this, like with the football player. Kind of guy, but so I read it though. This is most on healthline.com. Most way. most parents reprimand or criticize their children's behavior sometimes, but these remarks should be constructive and focus on the behavior, not the child. Yep. So, fuck, I don't know how to do that without calling. Whatever. Um, <laughs> just the, I it's no holds bar here. So telling your child they're uncoachable. Yep. That has nothing to do with the child's behavior. That's the child's entire personality. Mm-hmm. So you are criticizing their entire personhood by saying you're right. uncoachable. Not like when you cry every time you don't get your way, that's difficult on the field. Mm-hmm. Telling someone you're just entire personality is uncoachable. Is that harsh criticism that a kid will You can't learn. Yeah. They take it to school. They the will grades reflect it. They will put it everywhere, right? Like you're uncoachable. Oh, well, that means I can't do anything, right? I think a big thing with that too is if you tell a kiddo something enough um, about them, like that they are not or that doesn't relate to them, they will begin to take that on. Self-fulfilling be- prophecies. Just because they're like, you know what? Well, they they think I'm stupid anyway, so I might as well not even try in school because it's what they're expecting. I see this a lot in therapy because I work the majority of my caseload is youth. Yeah. Youth and adolescent. And I see it a lot when they're automatically calling the quote unquote bad kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just a bad kid. So they get that attitude that's like, if that's what you think of me, fine, fuck it, I'll be the bad kid. Mm-hmm. Watch me not pay attention. Watch me disrupt class, you know, because it part of it is that self-fulfilling prophecy. And the other part is any attention is better than no attention, whether it's negative or positive. Yeah. Um, so another sign, your needs weren't met. So 
as parents, and I'm going to own this hundred percent, we're not perfect. There are times where like, maybe your kid needs something and you are super busy and you overlook it or you forget, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like I've been neglecting my friends lately because my brain is just so overloaded with like all of the responsibilities I have as a single mom Mm -hmm. and a homeowner and a businesswoman and like all of these things. Um, so some of those things, like maybe your parents forgot to pick you up from school on time. Maybe they're 20 minutes late. Maybe they forgot to pay the bill and then the electricity gets shut off. Those are normal human mistakes. What this is talking about is your boundaries are consistently violated. You don't have consistent and constructive discipline and affection. Mm-hmm. Um, your health and well-being is neglected. So either not taking you to the counseling appointments or being pissed when you go to counseling or not taking you to doctor's appointments, things like that. Making sure you received education. Um, so like parents not sending you to school mm-hmm. or not getting to school on time. Um, so just those basic needs are neglected. So this isn't a, it's a different thing. Okay. I was like, this doesn't sound right. So some more of these, like you feel controlled. If you feel like there is a toxic family member, you feel like they are controlling your every movement, thought, feeling, action. They are making your decisions. They are always influencing something. Um, another one is you don't feel love, compassion, or respect. So it says it's normal for family members to have occasional disagreements, but at the end of the day, you should still treat each other with love and kindness. Like Chelsea said, like, I can tell my brother, like, fuck you. I hate you (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, it's not that. Um, This right here says a toxic family member might, so under this category, mock you or belittle you, attack your vulnerable points, chip away at your Mm self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out that this can be intentional or unintentional. Yeah. Some of these are generational trauma, mm-hmm. right? This is how they were treated when they were children. And so it's all they know. Right. So we can't say that like, oh, they're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Some of it's generational trauma and they haven't broken that pattern of behavior. Um, substance use. We kind of talked about this. So substance use can negatively affect the mood or behavior of the person using the substance, mm-hmm. but that can also influence the mood of the entire house. Right. Um, so we go back to that example of the parent being drunk. If we look at how the media portrays it, generally it's like drunk dads. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've seen, I can't remember a film where I've seen like a drunk mom, but I'm sure there's been some. Um, but there's the drunk parent, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's the parent who uses meth or there's the parent who's strung out on something, right? And usually you'll see the oldest child taking care of everything within the household. But that parent's mood and behavior Maybe they're an asshole drunk. Abusive. Mm -hmm. Screaming at them. Yep. Or vice versa. Threatening them. Vice versa. Maybe when they're sober, they're super depressed. But when they're drunk, they're very happy. Mm -hmm. So that substance use can kind of set the tone in the house. Um, Emotional abuse or physical violence can be a result of intoxication. Um, And generally, it's hidden from people outside of the home and it's not discussed. So that dysfunction and toxicity within the household isn't necessarily seen outside of the home because mm-hmm. it's very much kept under wraps. Yeah. Um, so this part is like, how do you, are we ready to go here? Or do we yeah. Want? I'm not going there. Okay. How do you respond to toxic or dysfunctional family members? If you're in the family, punch them in the nose. No, <laughs> I, my advice is don't feed into it. So I don't encourage the behavior. God, it's so hard. So we did an episode. 
a few weeks back about narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's always what I think about is trying to argue with somebody with a personality disorder, not just narcissistic personality disorder, but that's just the one that's like any personality disorder. Yeah. That one I feel like is super trendy right now. I see it all over TikTok. I see it all over everything. Maybe that's the algorithm, babe. Oh, <laughs> whoops. Yikes. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. But that's what I think about because certain personalities and not just personality disorders. Some people are just assholes. Some personalities have this ability to push every single button and to manipulate and lie and oh. control and to twist situations around to where you feel crazy. Um, and then we've talked about like reactive abuse where then you lash back and they're like, Oh shit, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. like, Am I crazy? So how do you not engage in that? I still say just leave it. Hmm. How would you engage in that? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm serious. <laughs> Depends on the day. I also agree that like not engaging is probably your best option. Like that's what they want. Yeah. Not and engaging. if you don't give it to them, then boom. So your own self-healing journey is going to be huge here. Making sure you have a safe person to talk to, whether that's a friend or a therapist or another right. family member. Mm -hmm. Having somebody that you can talk to about this other person. Um, I also think... Um, if it's gotten to a point where it's like affecting your daily life, how you do things, work, your own home, um, you cut it off. Yeah. There is absolutely zero shame in cutting off toxic family members. Right. I've well, cut off many, many, many. And there's no right way to do it. Yeah. Right. If it is infringing on your peace and your personal wellness, you have End that it. choice to cut it off. Just because their family doesn't mean they have to be there forever. Yep. Yep. Especially if they are harmful to you, your mental health, and your well-being. Yeah. So the first thing is, like, you have to decide what you want from that relationship. Yeah. Because you can't set boundaries if you don't know what it is you need from that relationship. Yeah. If you don't need anything, bye. Mm -hmm. If there's a reason they have to be in your life, yeah. then you have to decide what those boundaries are and how you're going to enforce them. Whether that's yes, no, okay answers, whether that's leave me alone, whether that's I'm not discussing this with you, whether it's completely ignoring them unless you absolutely have shock to them, you have to decide what that looks like for you. Um, so there's there's a good example in here about like you have a sister who sometimes you like to see on the weekends. Maybe she's a fun party friend, mm -hmm. right? But she's constantly criticizing you and bringing you down. Mm -hmm. You have to determine when you're in a headspace to deal with that if you want to go out and party with her. That or like is the partying worth it? Could you party with someone just as fun? Could <laughs> was you not mean to you? Could you sit with your friend and drink wine on the trampoline and do weird flips? I don't know. Or fucking bug bands around your the forehead. Fucking flip. You know what is okay, pause on the on the dysfunction. This here. bitch was headbutting gnats like you wouldn't okay. even believe. So, okay. So the we didn't have bug spray, but we had bug bands, which are the coil bracelets that have like Jesus, sounds like a fucking earthquake in here. It's just a scratching. Um, we had the bracelets and there were bugs everywhere, but they're flying around my head. <laughs> and so I put it on my head and then I was headbutting them. But what I wanted to say was um, I did a flip, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, my crystal is still in my pocket. It was the funniest shit. Like it should not have been that funny, but her voice when she was like, my crystal stayed in my pocket. Um, I got home. I think I just 
because I was fucked up. I was very Uh-oh. drunk. I just plopped in bed. Can't find the crystal. What kind of crystal was it? Amethyst. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. So it's floating somewhere in my bed. That could be a good thing. Anyway. Hi, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Better tomorrow. <laughs> She's so fucking cute. Um, and Ace. I. Anyway. Commence. <laughs> Back to potty. Um, practice detachment. So if you do have to spend time with these family members, try not to let them pull you into, oh my God, out, stop. What are you doing to me? Out. This one doesn't stretch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> try not to let them pull you into the family issues that you don't want to be part of. All families have issues. All family has their shit. Everybody's got their drama, right? Yeah. If you don't want to deal with it, don't. But you have to practice that. So if the situation is messy, detachment can very much be like walking into a different room, going outside, go doing front flips on the trampoline with amethyst in your pocket, like (laughs) detach, um, avoid those topics that bring up strong emotions, politics. Mm -hmm. Yep. If there's an intervention you don't want to be a part of, you fucking walk. Um, (laughs) Sorry guys. I don't really know what it is. What if like the intervention is on you? You fucking walk. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay. Decide what you'll share and what you'll keep private. This is a big one. I'm bad at this. Lately, though. Hello? <laughs> They're fighting on the stairs. Lately, though, you've been pretty good. What do you mean? Expand. Maybe expand when we're not potting anymore. You made a face. <laughs> um, this is just, like, some things you need to keep private. Did I turn my water off? No. Oh my God, she left me. Some things you keep private and you don't want your family members to know about it in general or maybe just not yet. And you get to make that choice if it's private or if they know about it. Yeah, is what I was saying. I missed the whole thing. Um, Like if they inject themselves into your personal life, I mean, there are things that you are able to keep to yourself and not have them know quite yet. Mm-hmm. whatever has a lot as a, a big thing to do with boundaries too is that you're keeping those things that you want private 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 learn when to say no set boundaries goes back to boundary setting we all need okay, copycat <laughs> i'm gonna remove myself from your toxicity right now uh learning when to say no Right. Sometimes it's hard because you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings Mm -hmm. or you're afraid. Maybe you maybe that's your trauma response is people pleasing and like always saying yes to keep the peace. Maybe that's a trauma response that you have. Yeah. Um, But you have to learn how to say no and not say no with an excuse or an accommodation. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong and nothing rude about being like, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. Nope. that doesn't really that doesn't really jive with me. If you say something like, no, but maybe next time, or no, we, but we can talk about this later, yeah. you are opening that door for an opportunity for them to then engage in the same behavior. Right. So there is nothing wrong with, with just firmly and confidently saying, no, I have a quote. That's what you're oh, you do? I do. You are so on top of it. I am. Okay. And I, and I, I don't, don't try to change anyone. Oh, Chelsea just made a face. Tell me why you made that face. I just wanted to be like, don't tell me what to do. That's really what you were going to say? Yeah. So there's literally no substance between (laughs) that face. No, there was. There was. Just because part of my job is to, like, help people change behavior. 
But I think change behavior is one thing. Changing a person is another thing. T. And so I think that's, I mean, that's how I took it was don't try to change anyone. Like say your wife is really, really loud and she talks on, she has an annoying laugh. Are you going to try and change that about her? Because it makes you mad. Therefore it makes you hit her. And that is what makes your family dysfunctional. So you have to try and change that laugh because it's, you know, yeah. Like I feel like you should. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. Next. Anyway. Well, so one thing I want to point out, and it says it in this too, I teach this to all of my clients. You can only control you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I do this and it's kind of assholey of me, but I do it anyway. I get out a piece of paper and I draw like two big circles. Mm-hmm. I said, like I draw a circle inside of a circle and I say the circle inside of the circle is you circle outside of the little circle is everything else. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you can control, whatever you can control. I need you to put in that inner circle. And then what you can't control, you put on the outside. And every time, it never fails. They always put, I can only control me in the middle. So we all know this, right? You can't change anybody. The only person you can change and control is yourself and your reactions to situations. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is behaving in a way that's toxic to you, the only thing you can do is control your reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to someone. We kind of talked about this. Finding a support person. Um, So I think this part is important because we talked about cutting off contact. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about when it's appropriate to cut ties. I think when it's impacting you in a negative way, obviously. So like, I guess I'm, I need to be careful here because I'm thinking about like an adult child who's out of the house, right? That's like exactly what my mind goes to adult child that's out of the house. They bring toxicity home. Like, Oh, my dad pissed me off this morning. So I'm going to have a fight with my wife in the kitchen, you know? Um, but I guess I need to be thinking more of like the people who are in a home too. Um, I think when it's impacting your, it's hard to, it's hard to cut ties when you live in the same house, I think. And I think that's why my mind goes there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One, I also think domestic violence. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of situations where leaving a domestic. It's very hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard and it's scary. You know, there's reasons Mm -hmm. why statistically um, abused individuals go back to their abuser like yeah. multiple times. Like there's a reason for that. So, so I think th- this list is, it's a know, guide. It's, it's kind of silly to me. So, because it's like, when do you cut off ties? And it says they don't respect your boundaries. They get abusive towards you. And it's like, yeah, it's easier said than done. Yep. So that's kind of how I see this list. It's just like, mm. they consistently lie and manipulate you talking to them causes emotional distress. Right. So really that's more of a guide for you to like, look at your situation and say like, okay, is this person serving my purpose? And if you're in a position to where you can safely walk away. Yeah. So I don't ever want to be like, Oh, just cut ties with that person and put somebody's life in danger. Right. Yeah. Or put somebody's emotional wellness in danger. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who want to stay with these people and they want to keep them in their lives. And I work with people mm-hmm. like this every day. Yeah. And so you just see some, how to like build up your own self-worth and how to not let other people's opinions and emotions influence your own. Mm-hmm. Again, it's very, very hard to do if you've lived in a family where you've constantly been criticized or brought down or, mm-hmm. you know, treated like garbage. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What else you got? I don't have anything. Anything? Mm-mm. What have you been doing? Are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding. How does this affect your mental health? Em? 
I hope everybody fucking heard that. <laughs> oh, okay. I have another good list here. <laughs> oh God. Um, yikes. No, I don't. No, I don't. Did my fart catch you off guard? <laughs> it caught me something. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Somebody get me out of here. How does it affect your mental health? I mean, I mean, we talked about this in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it increases anxiety, the chances of anxiety, chances of depression, self-harm. Um, it literally any mental <laughs> ailment you could think of. It will could be a result of this. <laughs> self-harm, yeah. eating disorders, um, the probability of you in a domestic violent relationship. Carrying on generational trauma. Generational trauma. Substance use. Farting on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it affects your mental health like crazy. Yeah. And so boundary setting, boundary setting, boundary setting. And self-care. Beautiful. I always throw that in there because, like, I get a lecture about it every week. Self-care. Well, so when I was in therapy this last week, I was talking about how I just feel overwhelmed. Yeah. All of the time. Like, I have so many responsibilities and so many people are expecting so many things out of me. And I'm a giver. I'm a people pleaser. That's my trauma response. It's like, I will give and I will give and I will give and I will give and I will give. And people will walk all over me and manipulate me and use me. And I just keep giving and mm-hmm. I just keep doing and I just keep responding to shit that I don't need to respond to. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about like just how overwhelmed I was feeling and how like emotionally numb I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, Chelsea, what can you cut out? And I said, self-care. <laughs> she just looked at me and she's like, absolutely not. I was like, so I should not, not shower. I should continue to shower. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, you know, self-care. There's that. Fucking Don't cut your self-care out. Keep your self-care. Always keep your self-care. Self-care is so, so important. Um. Okay, let me find my quotes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now I have to find- oh, I'm going the wrong way. Emily, say something. I'm just looking at all your pictures. There's lots of mirror selfies and then soul burning. Okay. Oh, found it. I have two. Okay. First one is uh, brawny wear. Make happiness a priority and be gentle with yourself in the process. Um, Why did you make such a gross face? I was, I was trying to read it and understand it. Make yourself a priority and be gentle with yourself in the process. It's hard to put yourself first. I I I'm I am last on my fucking list. <laughs> Us people pleasers. Like we I, take yeah. low man on the totem pole, but make your happiness a priority. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is not serving that, remove them. Um, so one of my big things right now is like what I'm asking myself is does this align with the person I'm trying to be? And if the answer is no, I don't do that thing or I don't talk to that person. Yeah. Um and the other quote I have is um, it says mindfully glam. I didn't read that. So it's, I love her. <laughs> it's very planty and it's one of my favorites. And I wish I had the author. Um, but it says sometimes when you're in a dark place, you tend to think you've been buried. But what if you've been planted? I say that to my youth all the time. Yeah. I always say that to them. Because it's like dark and scary and gross and wet and you feel alone. But and then, growth is one step past discomfort. And then soon you start feeling the sun and then you're growing Here and then it's light the and you're beautiful do, do, and you're pretty. Do, do, do. and Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So so sorry for the late episode. <laughs> yeah. I think- Champagne, trampolines, amethyst in my pocket. Yikes. Soul burning. We were on one yesterday. Maybe next week we'll be on time. Every every week is a new week for growth, Emily. You know what? Yesterday our happiness was a priority. It really was. So like, I was like, oh, Chelsea's not okay. Fuck that. Shut the computer. Yeah. I'm still not okay. <laughs> yeah, but I gave you a chance to, to recover. <laughs> Get your shit together, Chelsea. All right, guys. We're out of here. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Bye. Bye.